You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen, amen, and amen, and amen. Welcome to the broadcast, everyone. This is Reverend Ray. Amen. This is the bread of life. Amen. Or when on when Christians speak, talk radio. Amen. I'm so excited uh, to be able to broadcast to you from live, live broadcast today. If I have desired to call in, the number is six four six four seven eight zero six six zero. Amen. You can also um, check us out on our social media site, Facebook, Twitter, and many, many, many more. Amen. So we are about to get started in a few minutes. Just want to remind you of our broadcast that we do um, every week. Amen. Weekly broadcast. Amen. Minister Vanessa Wim. Amen. On uh, His Divine and Grace. Amen. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declare the finished work with Reverend Pat Randall. It's Thursday at 12 noon. I do. I do Friday Night Joy. Amen. At 7 p.m. The Bread of Life, which is today's segment. Uh, it's Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan. It's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Amen. Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday of the month at 7 p.m. In fact, on tomorrow will be the first Monday of the month of August. And she does have a guest coming on. Um, guest Pastor William J. Bass will be with her, uh, I'm Apostle Shirley, on tomorrow. So we are excited um, about that. Amen. The Bowling the Beautiful with Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham. It's every second Saturday at 10 a.m. This is an awesome broadcast with a bunch of young folks, man. They, they light, light them up, light them up. <laughs> Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain. It's every third Monday of the month. Amen. At 7 p.m. Um, Evangelist um, Lewis, man, is an awesome man of God. He's a musician. Um, he's a singer. He does it all. Uh, and he's in the past He's broadcasted live, amen, from um, Guatemala, I believe. So this this guy has, you know, got a nonprofit company. I mean, he's doing well. Um, Evangelist Lewis McElwain, okay? Marriage Takeover with the Body of One with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It's every third Sunday at 7 p.m. I mean, if you've been following this ministry, man, they are an awesome team. They talk about issues that they have in marriages and how God delivered and things that would help you out, too. This is not only for those that are married, but those who are planning to get married. Amen. So tune them in. Amen. And check them out. They, you can listen to all of these different broadcasts, um, including Reverend Pat Randall and Talented Change with Pastor Paul Morgan at whenchristianspeak.com. Or just go, you can listen to them through on iTunes, Spreaker.com. You can listen to them on iHeartRadio. I mean, there's so many um, formats that we are broadcasting on. And we are grateful to God for that, to spread the word, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ 
with the people that we have in place. Amen. We are looking to do some new things in the future. So keep prayer. It's God give us the wisdom and the know-how to move forward. Um, Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. Amen. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a toll-free conference call. The number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. Reverend Gwen has been doing this now for the, like the last two years. Amen. Um, she got married this uh, in, the, in the month of July, so she's uh, away with a new husband celebrating. Amen. So we send many prayers, um, blessings that way uh, to Reverend Gwen. Um, Sister Portia Robinson has been filling in for the last couple of weeks. She'll be with us this Wednesday coming up. Amen. And she's been doing an outstanding um, prayer that the Spirit fed and led by God. So we are grateful for what God is doing in her life. Amen. So with that being again, I said, let's go ahead and get started, get started with prayer. Again, our topic today, this is Spiritual Gifts 102. We talked about Spiritual Gifts on Friday. Amen. On Friday night, George, so we're going to continue with it until God says otherwise. So this is something that I used to teach a lot at the, uh, the church that came from the Tree of Light Christian Ministry, uh, the pastors there, Pastor Marsha and Pastor James Robinson, uh, a lot of the information I got, and then um, I did my research information. I can't take credit for it, but some of it came from Reverend Robin White and Reverend Nate Newman. We started to compare notes and put things together and uh, things like that. And then um, uh, when I went back and began to look at my notes, I mean, like, man, this is a lot of stuff. Uh, normally, the class in itself is anywhere between six to eight weeks, and we're just teaching the basic of spiritual gifts. Uh, we're not really getting deep down heavy into it. Um, basically, what you're going to get for the next couple of weeks is just the basics, okay? We're not going to really, don't really, it would take forever and a day. It would take about six to eight weeks to really cover it, uh, spiritual gifts the way it needs to be um, covered. That's why it's important that you study uh, the word of God for yourself. You know the word for yourself. Amen. But let's, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go to have prayer. Then we can just dive right into it. Okay. Father God, we thank you for today, for truly this is the day that you are made and we are glad. And we thank you for every situation, the God that you have blessed us with. God, we thank you for your encouragement. We thank you for your love. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for how you died on the cross for our sins and the fact, God, you had mercy on us. So we give ourselves into you say, have your way, God. You know those that are going through challenges of life, those that have, may have lost loved ones, those that may be hurting, those that may have lost a job, those that may have uh, been abandoned or been a of being, going through abuse, Father, we pray right now you will come and see about them. No matter where they are, you begin to speak life unto them, God. You begin to let them live, Lord Jesus. You show them a more excellent way, God. We pray for forgiveness of sin, which was prayed for at the cross, Jesus. And we thank you again in advance. We pray, we pray God, that we that are called
called by your name, will begin to understand, God, that we are free. And he that the sun sets free is free indeed, God. We pray today, Lord Jesus, that you will just have your way. We realize we can't do this by ourselves. Every time we try, we fail, God. We make a mess of things. So, God, we just want to be still and know that you are God and let you do your work. Let you do your will. Let you perform your your thoughts that you have for us, God, thought of good thoughts, God, God thoughts that we're expected in, that we might be obedient to you, God. We don't want to get in in the way of what you're doing. We want to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We believe you. We trust you. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift you up, God. We lift you up with a praise in our mouth. We lift you up with holy hands. We lift you up, Lord. Jesus, in spirit and in truth, just to glorify you. Truly, there is no one like you, Jesus. So we say thank you. And we say thank you, and we say thank you again. In Christ Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I know a lot of you probably wonder why I ended in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus represents the resurrected Savior. Amen. Amen. It's still the same. Don't get twisted, you know, uh, uh, about and, and wording and stuff like that. But we honor God, whether it be Christ Jesus, whether it be the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we still honor him. We recognize who he is. You know, we recognize there are three that I have that bear witness in heaven without the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we recognize that. Amen. Amen. I want to go ahead and uh, said a little bit earlier about uh, spiritual gifts, but I want to go back over some things. don't want to go back over a lot of things that I said, but I do want to go over something that the purpose of this, just knowing your spiritual gift is being um, for the equipping of the saints. It's, it's supply side. It's not even about you. It's important that you know what your spiritual gift is. Amen. It's important that you take the time to find out exactly what is your calling, what is God uh, pushing you to do, what is your passion. Amen. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, you know, there's a difference between gifts and talent. So there are people that are talented enough or gifted from a different perspective enough to be able to sing and sing well and bring the house down. But the gifts that we're talking about are those and those that are applied by the Holy Spirit, those that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit takes over. There's a difference between somebody that can sing versus someone that um that the Holy Gift the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit gives the unction to sing. There's a there's a different, you know, and if that, that goes on to somebody might be have the the the, the talent and the, the ability to to sing and hit the high notes, but when the Holy Spirit is involved, it goes a little bit deeper than just you singing a song. It goes a little bit deeper than you just playing an instrument. It goes a little deeper than you just teaching a class or preaching with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit. I'm saying Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, okay, for those that are out there that don't care about that. But it goes a little bit deeper than that. It does. It goes to the point. It goes to a point where it begins to stir something on on the inside that there is always, always, when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is in operation, there will be an outcome. Okay, there will always be a how outcome, and the outcome will be in the uh, to glorify God, to fill 
um, the presence, the appear the, the, the presence of the Lord to bless someone, to heal, to deliver. That the Holy Spirit is needed within the body of Christ. It is needed. The Holy Spirit in itself is a gift for the action. If you don't have it, all you gotta do is ask. You know, that's why Jesus went away so that the Holy, the Comforter might come. It's important that you understand and have the Holy Spirit, Amen. Otherwise, you're just going through the motions. And yes, you may be able to sing, and yes, you may be able to preach and and do certain things, but without the but the power, you need the power, Amen. And um, someone was telling me about the the Holy Spirit, and they were saying about the Holy Ghost and how the Holy Ghost is, is produces the outcome. You know, the Holy Ghost is going to produce the outcome of, of, of itself, okay? So it's important that you be equipped. It's important that you have the Holy Spirit. And another thing that's important, that love is needed. You can't do this this thing, the work of God, the, the calling, operate in the gift without love. You can't, it just don't work. You know, you can't be a servant, wanted to serve and operate it in a in a in a, a place without pure love that's in your heart. Love is needed. All that that you're doing don't profit anything if charity is not about not not there. You know, you may be able to the scripture talks about being able to preach, you may be able to sing like the angels, you may be to heal the sick, you may be able to do all those things, but love is the key to all of it. Love is needed. Amen. Uh, the thing about when we are obedient to the calling, obedient to the gifts that God has given us, what take place, amen, is that uh, we be blessed too. Remember I said it was supply side, which means that it ain't for us, but in the presence of God, because we're walking in obedience and we're walking in obedience and willing to do what God, we are blessed too. We are blessed to the point where God will come in, and because we said we went forth and touched and agreed or prayed or intercede, you know, or preached or teach or whatever the gifting might be, then because we was obedient and, and, and went forth and, and did, God blesses us. He blesses us. We get the outcome of being obedient. There's an outcome of being obedient. Amen. Amen. Um, Ephesians chapter 4 is, is um, um, dealing with 4 through 16. I think I still have it. Let me see. Yeah. And what did I say? 4 through 16. Let me just read that real quick and then we're going to move on. Amen. Amen. It says, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are all called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and the Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Every one of us has a gift. Everyone has given some has more than one, but every one of us, Jesus was the ultimate. He had all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He had all he had all of it. Okay? So all of us are given something because there's many bodies and many parts. You know, the the arm needs the leg and the leg needs the arm. You know, the eyes definitely need to be able to see for the legs or the, the feet to be able to know where to go. So all of us have the part. All the gifts are important. All of it. It says, wherefore he said, when he is sitting on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He said, now that he extended what is it, is it, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He descended in the same 
that also ascended up far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. He gave some apostles, he gave some pastors, he gave some evangelists, he gave some pastors, I said that, prophets and, and teachers. So apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Those are the, the pillar. Those are the fivefold ministry of the church. Those are the ministry of the church. A church is not operating effectively if those things are not in place through the Christ, through Christ. Those things have to be operated and, and completely. They they more or less do things and they, they are connected to, to one another. That's why you have an apostle. That's why you have prophets and pastors. They all have a purpose within the body of Christ. Okay. So those are offices. We talked about this last week. Those are offices. Uh, okay. Of this, of the, uh, uh, they are offices. They hold offices. They are administrations and everything like that. These are what people, God had called people to do. And everything, you know, um, I was talking to somebody earlier and I was sharing with her about the, uh, her being um, in the office of a, of a prophet. Many people don't want to put those titles on them and on themselves. And they shouldn't be. The only one that has the right to do that is Christ. Why? Because the Bible says he gave. Who's the he? Jesus. He gave. You can't outright make yourself an apostle. You can't outright or shouldn't, but people do it, though, make yourself a, a prophet or a pastor. You shouldn't do that, you know? But everything is at the unction of the Holy Spirit, and he's the one, one that will make room for your gift. He is the one. Who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But some he gave the apostles. Some people feel like that apostles are not needed for the day. That is not true. You know, that is not true. That means they don't understand exactly what the the the, uh, the breakdown of what an apostle apostle does. But all this are needed and within the body of Christ. Everyone have that task that God has given them to do, and to be able to walk through it and to do it and to be obedient with it. Fivefold. Then when they talk about the gifts, the gifts and the offices are two different. We talked about this last week. Two different things. Many people have gifts. And everything. Um, I met a brother and everything. He was not a pastor, but he had the gift of a pastor. There was something about him that people were drawn to, and he cared about people. You know, and he was he had a, a, a spirit that wanted to teach others and to you know do things that a pastor do and everything. But he didn't have to operate in the off office of a pastor. And I told him one day, I said, you know. I said, you're looking at it. And I think it maybe in some point where he wanted to be a pastor, but in actuality, because you stand behind that pulpit, you can be a pastor on your job. And that's basically what he was doing. There's two brothers. One was had, had a barbershop. Barber he was more or less a pastor operating in the gift of pastor on his job. You know, people didn't come right there and call him pastor this. And I don't know. I don't think they did or whatever and stuff like that. But he was actually operating like that. He was actually, actually doing ministry like that. Several brothers, several people I know are like that. Their job, when it comes to their job, they're doing what their ministry is in their job. They can't separate it from, you know, from, from, from church because it's who they are. It's who God has groomed them to be. It's who God has groomed them to be. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and get go back a little bit. Then we talk about says um uh, where's my notes? Oh, I know what I was gonna say. I I looked up, you know, and I can't remember 
the assess the spiritual gifts assessment that we use at the tree, but there's several that are online and some of them are um are free. You can find out more about it. Just Google it and check out spiritual gifts assessment. What assessment? I don't want to use the word test because it's more of a assessment. You you sit down and you look over the many questions, amen, and you begin to answer them. You answer them without thinking. When you take a spiritual gift assessment, basically the first thing you want to do, you want to stay go before the go before God. You say you want to pray the prayer of God reveal to me the talents and the gifts that you have given me, the gifts mainly that you give me that I might know what the calling is in my life. Okay? You that's important. I mean, you want to get to a place where you're meditating. I mean, you're putting flesh out the way. In fact, one of the things that we, all of us, was in agreement, the best way to take an assessment is to don't even think about it. Just go through and answer the questions. And then, uh, well, first things first, you want to ask yourself, what do you think your spiritual gifts are? You know? Some people be amazed that after they've taken an assessment, amen, and all this is done through the Spirit. It's not done through works and everything. It has to be, all of it, it has to go back through the Spirit. It has to be a communication between you and God where that you begin to answer um, certain other questions. And then at the end, um, when you begin to tally up, you'll see what your spiritual gifts are. And then it will make sense to you, okay? Then it will make sense. To you what they are. Some people are, have spiritual gifts that are dominant, and others have spiritual gifts that are, uh, are not dominant yet, but they will become dominant in the future. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Because there's a, remember I talked about the last time on Friday, there's a process that you have to go through. There's a, a grooming, a growth that has to take place. Take, take place. For a prime example, for me, I never saw myself as a teacher. Ever. Ever. You know, in fact, I didn't think I knew enough or I could speak well enough um, to teach anybody and everything. I didn't. And um, and over, but over a period of time, when I started doing it and I was drafted, okay, um, <laughs> into teaching, you know, and everything, and the more I did it with anything else, the more you get better with it. Because the more, it, what it does, it causes you to study more. It costs you to study more and everything, and you you also you don't want to say anything that's an error. You want to say those things that are are, are true when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to the word of God. Okay, so you begin to study more. So eventually, what happened is I got to the point that I uh, begin to teach more. I could always consider myself more of a preacher than a teacher, but there has been a balance that I take for taking forth in my life. Now I'm probably more of a teacher. Uh, than a preacher, where used to be more of a preacher before, but now more of a teaching um, um, place that I am and stuff like that. You know, don't get me wrong, I know how to preach, but I prefer to teach. I prefer to teach in a sense that I want you to be able, through the Holy Spirit, to glean the things that I'm saying, okay? And nothing wrong with preaching. There are people there. My brother is a prime example. Man, brother, preach up the storm today. You know, preach it up. Preach. That's good. Not everybody can do that. You know, we have to do according to the gifts that God has given you. Okay? That God has given you. So, I lost my page. But let me um, turn back to where I was. So anyway, those are, those are assessments are out there. Amen. And I, and I encourage you to find one. 
Um, and, and there's one called spiritualgifttest.com. Amen. And find out, you know, pray about it. Don't don't just take the test really nearly. Pray about it and, and then sit down before the Lord and say, okay, just do it. Don't try to think too much about the answer, uh, about the questions and what the answer would be, because then you begin to put your own insight of what you what you feel that you are and everything. And that's not needed, but just, just take the test and uh, find out. And ask God the Holy Spirit to, 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 to lead you and to guide you. Amen. The question becomes, uh, what are spiritual that I have for you today, and even for myself, because this is always an ongoing um, um, process. Amen. Say, so what are spiritual gifts? Says, so what are spiritual gifts? Okay. Amen. And did I read that scripture? No, let me go back. I'm sorry. The purpose of, of gifts is equipping of the saints. The gift equipped us to fulfill our individual purpose, which God created us, as well as edify the body of Christ as a whole to fulfill its purpose in church. So that's why I said the gift is not only for you, amen, it's, you're going to reap some benefit, but it's for the body of Christ. The, this is the ultimate purpose of the body of Christ is to be a witness, reflection, and an example of Jesus Christ. That's what we, we're supposed to be right now. What's going on within the body of Christ, there's a lot of correction and a lot of things that are going on. And, uh, and the world is looking and said, that's why I don't go to church. But they wouldn't go to church anyway, so it had nothing to do with what's going on because you got to understand that the church is a hospital. So if the church is a hospital, guess what you're going to have in the hospital. You're going to have sick people. Amen. And if you're going to have sick people, amen, somebody got to get well. If the church is a hospital, you need to be sick. You should be at a church where you see some outcome of them just not have of them having church. Someone should be getting healed. Someone should be in delivering. You know, someone should be getting some help. Someone should be, be forgiven. All those things that take place, those are the outcome of the reason, one of the purposes of going, us going to church. Yes, we want to praise God. Yes, we want to worship God. But if I'm sick, and broken down and, and, and can't get up and don't know where to I need to be healed before I can even understand the under, understand the purpose of healing that needs to take place. I need to be healed first. I need to be delivered uh, first and everything. So it's important that those things are, 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 are being done, amen, within the body of Christ. So it's the equipment of the saints that gets Equip us to fulfill our individual purpose, and because God realized, look, you each each one of us an individual. Yes, we are body. Maybe, like I said before, many um, parts, you know, to the body. Amen. You know, jointed together, one body. There's only one body. You know, there's no body over there, and I'm not a body over there. No, it's just one body. So the purpose that we need to understand, if it's just one body with many parts, you know, we have to respect each other's parts. Okay, we can't sit on the sideline of your. You can't sit on the sideline with your part, and I can't sit on the sideline with my. I need you in my life. You know what I mean? I don't, whether it's intercession, whether it's evangelist, I need you to be part of the life. Why? Because it's the sharpening of the iron that takes place between you and me, and I need that sharpening of iron, and you need my sharpening, sharpening iron. And, and talking about the body of Christ, you know, when in the sharpening iron, when you sharpen iron, it calls flames. It's called sparks to fly. Whenever sparks fly, they catch fire. In other words, we we need that fire to burn up anything and everything that's not Christ-like in them that's in us. There's, there's, that's part of the grooming process that God does for you and also do, does for me. That's why you are important in the body of Christ. 
That's why you have value in the body of Christ. Okay? The ultimate purpose of the body of Christ is to be a witness, reflection, and example of Jesus. Jesus should be seen in us individually and in the body of Christ. He should be seen. In other words, when when you look at me, <laughs> you should see Jesus. When I look at you, I should see, see Jesus. Now, that doesn't always take place because there's a warfare that's going on between the flesh and the spirit. There's a warfare. And anytime there's a warfare, you know, unfortunately, there's going to be all kinds of hurts and pain and all those things. Amen. Amen. I'm going to uh, do something a little bit different. Here. All right. So that's the purpose of the gifts. That's the purpose of knowing what your spiritual gifts are and everything. You need to know. You need to know. I'm going to share this right now. I'm multitasking here. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's move on. What? Are, okay, what are spiritual gifts? We find the words gifts translated from the Greek word charisma, hence our term charismatic. Gifts, and it's, such, it's translated from the Greek word charisma, it means charismatic. The, re, the root word, pay attention here, because I'm going to teach you some. The root word, uh, the root word of charis means grace. So the root word means grace. So now it's from relating to the human spirit or rational soul as part of man, which is aching to God, serve as his instruments or organ. In other words, what the gifts are to us is it's an instrument that God has given him um, for his purpose, to serve God. It ain't for you. It ain't for me. It's to serve God. It's to serve God. It says, that which possesses the natural or rational soul belongs to the divine spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. One who is filled with and governed by the, Holy, the spirit of God tells us that the spiritual gifts are things characterized by the Holy Spirit. Uh, they are characterized by the Holy Spirit. Charisma teaches us that they are gifts of God's grace. Charisma, charisma, charisma means grace. They are gifts of God's grace. To edify the body. They are gifts to God's grace to encourage each other. You should never use your gift to do harm to somebody else. That means you're using it the wrong way. Your gift should never be used to a point where it causes someone hurt. You know, remember what I said earlier that it has to be based in love. It has to be it has to be based in love. It has to be based in love. It has to be based on love. Let me read on. They Listen, the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not something that we earn or deserve. You can't earn this. You know, we don't deserve this and everything, but this is something God is willing to give to us. And he gives it to each and every single last one of us. Some, again, more than others. Some, again, more than others. Okay? The, the gifts, regardless of what the turn. Okay, let me read back. I'm going to make sure I'm reading it. Okay. Gifts says the instruments of, of organ read that. They are not something we earn or deserve. They are gifts of grace. Regardless of what the term charismatic you know, has come to mean imply, or implied today, there really is no such thing as a non-charismatic gift. All gifts. It says all gifts are charismatic. That is, all gifts are freely given by the gracious God. They all 
I don't care what it may being a server, being an usher at the door, and everything. I don't care how small or being a, a part of the hospitality. All gifts are, are important. Oh, all gifts. Okay. It says, um, regardless of what the term cast has come to mean, apply to that, there really is no such thing as a non charismatic gift. All gifts are charismatic. That is, all gifts are freely given by a gracious God. They are the gifts that God gives to us. The gift that you have that you've been sitting sitting on for a long time, you know that God told you to teach, or you know that God told you to do so and so and so. It's unmerited. Amen. Did you hear me? And it's unearned. It's freely given, not a reward or a payment or any achievement. Nothing you can do. There's nothing in it that you can do. Nothing. It's unearned. But it's there right right there. Paul said that he he desired that everyone would prophesy, be prophetic in their You know? He said, uh, it says you did not receive a specific gift based on your own merit or because you differ from someone else. Some people, you know, they look at a particular gift more than they look at than somebody else's gift. Somebody might have the gift of being prophetic and they look down or look at someone different because they have the, the gifts of hell. They, look, they're, they're, no, it ain't like that. You know, it's not like that at all. Okay? It says you did not get a spirit gift because God has found you to be holy, sanctified, or more spiritual than ordinarily. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. It's a gift. You don't get it because you 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 prayed seven times a day. You don't get it you know, uh, because you're more holy and everything. And you think yourself more holy than you on the borderline of being self-righteous. And, and that's a very dangerous place to be. It says gifts are not given in measurement or proportion, proportion of your holiness. Because in actuality, you are, we are God's selected people. It says all that we are is through God, not based on us, but solely based on his selection, based on who he is, based on his grace. I told you, charis means grace, based on his grace. He decides. You know, who gets what gift and who doesn't get one guy, one gift. He decides how you operate in their gifts. Only thing he apply, uh, uh, requires for us to do is to, to, to be obedient and do it. To be obedient and to, and to do it. You know, it says your gifts proves nothing except God's grace. <laughs> That's it. Your gifts proves nothing except for God's grace. So every time that you are operating your gifts and every time you're prophesying, you prophesy because that's one of mine. But every time you pre- you're preaching or you're teaching, you got to realize, hey, I'm doing it only by God's grace. You know, that's why people, a lot of preachers don't like a lot of accolades. Oh, you did this. No, then, no, only by, no, no, no. Don't give me that. You know, the Bible talks about the God said that he's not going to share his glory with no one, no man and everything. Like, no, I don't want, I understand the accolades and I understand what you're doing, but it ain't me. It's God. I'm doing this. This is all God. In fact, if it was left up for me, I would run and hide. <laughs> if it was left up for me, I would go in a different direction and everything. I would never, ever be one of them to be a preacher, a pastor, a teacher, let alone an evangelist or an exhortation for that matter. And I would like want to sit down like everybody else and listen to the word and say amen and everything. Like that. But that's not what God has called me, and that's definitely not what God has called you to do. That's not what God has called you to do. Amen. 
So gifts are not given in measure of proportion because of your holiness. Let me read on. It said, your gifts prove nothing except God's grace. Spiritual gifts are best defined as particular manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, that's the best way to describe spiritual gifts when it's in, when it's in action. It's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and that's what we need to take place within the body of Christ. We want the manifestation of God to take place because in the manifestation, we get answers to some questions that we need him to answer. In the manifestation, we get deliverance. Again, we get healing. Again, we get hope restored. We get relationships restored. We get all of that and then some. In the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's why in most churches they invite the Holy Spirit to come in, you know, to come in even though the Holy Spirit is already in us. But we want to basically the best way to describe that is to stir up the gifts, stir up the Holy Spirit, you know, because some of us have gift of the Holy Spirit and sleeping for a while. He's not active, but we want to get to the point where the Holy Spirit is active in our life because when the Holy Spirit is active, then we have the manifestation of it. Okay, then we begin to be like, listen, this every day should be like a day like Pentecost. Every day could be like Pentecost. Pentecost was a special, unique day when the Holy Ghost fell and everything. But can you imagine the people of God because of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and operate in the gifts and lives are, are being saved and people are speaking in a language of an unknown tongue that they never heard before that so that somebody in the room that speaks that language will be able to understand exactly what they're saying. And be blessed and be saved because of it. Because they hear their language in their own tongue. They hear their language in their own tongue. But you realize, even as a songstress beginning to speak and the gift are operating in there, she will bring the house down. Just because just because she's singing and stuff, she'll sing to the point that the preaching won't be able to preach or minister anymore. But there'll be no need because God came through the song. The gifts operate like that. We need the Holy Spirit in the house today. Okay? We need a manifestation of it today. Take place today. You know, not, not based on somebody's ego, not based on somebody's uh, feelings and emotions, but based on God. We need that to take place today, man. I don't know about you, but I want, I want the power. Okay? I want the power. I want the, the, the power to come back to the house. I want the power to begin to operate, you know, the way it's supposed to be. You know, I want the power. I want the power. I want the power. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are important to you and to me. Let me read on. Amen. It says, um, your gifts prove not to suffer God's great way that spiritual gifts are best defined as a particular manifestation of the Holy Spirit that calls members of the church to, to action in a manner that confesses Christ and build up the body. See, I didn't even finish reading all that. But it calls members of the church to action. There's time, man, for us to act. There's an action that needs to take place within the body of Christ. That's why you see a great falling away of preachers and, and teachers and bishops and apostles because there's an action that needs to take place. There's deliverance that needs to take place within the body of Christ from the pulpit to the door, from the door to the pulpit. The, the, there's some, some things that need to take place even before they even get to the church and people's homes and everything. Relationships need to be mended and brought back under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. It needs to take place. There's some things that need to take place today. There's some action. You know, 
There's some action needs to take place. It says uh, to the church to action in a manner that confesses Christ and builds up the body of Christ. That builds up the body of Christ. That confesses Christ. Let's talk about that. Confesses Christ. When you operate in your true, true truth of who you are in Christ Jesus, can't no sin dwell in you. It can't come nowhere near you and stuff like that. It can't. When you begin to operate in that, in that Holy Spirit and stuff like that, all those things are beginning to die off if you let it, you know, if you let it. In Amen. It says that um, these gifts of manifestation of the Spirit may take the form of activities, abilities, offices, roles, and even people. They take, they take form. They take action. And they begin to cause things that, that, to do as though they're not. It does that, man. It does that. It begins to operate just just like that. It begins to operate just like that. And that's what God wants. He wants us to be willing vessels. You know, willing vessels, willing to to be obedient to him, willing to be to able to go and do things that he has given us to so these it says, uh, these gifts of manifestation of the Spirit may take the form of activities, abilities, offices, roles, and even people. These gifts given by God to all those that believe in him for the edifying of the church. It's all for the edifying of the church, the building of the church, the encouragement of the church, the exaltation of the church, the strengthening of the church. Okay? They are supply side, and we talked about this earlier, meaning that our gifts are not for us, but for the body. You know? You have people that are using the gift to, their gifts to get richer. That was never their intention. God won't take it or the gift away, but that was never the intention for you to get rich of something that God needs for his people. It was never his intention for them, you to get rich. Now, I do believe that the, the, the labor is worthy of the, uh, the, uh, the, the higher, is worthy of, of funds and everything like that. I believe that. But it was never to a point that when you drive right in the Cadillac and your church is suffering and they're going through or in debt and everything and everything. Something is out of balance. And I believe that that's, that's what's going on in a lot of churches. A lot of churches, there's an unbalance that is going on. And God wants us to get in balance. He just not talking about you, but also me too. You know, we do things sometimes that are out of balance of what God has called us to do. But God still loved the body. Jesus still loved the body of the church. Yeah. Okay, let me read a little bit more. It says your gift has nothing to do with your talent and what yeah, okay. It says when a believer operates in the gift and when manifests himself, the church is blessed because of it, no matter how powerful the gift is. No matter how powerful the gift if the church is blessed, there is someone right now waiting for you. Waiting for what you have to offer, the gift that God has given you. They are waiting for you. And they have some, some case they've been waiting for a long time because you feel like that you're not equipped to go forth. But God has given you everything you need to go forth. Somebody is waiting for you right now because you feel that you don't speak. Well, that was a prime example of me. I don't speak, especially after the stroke. I don't speak well. I don't, my, my words are twisted and everything like that. The words don't come out the way that I mean, I mean them to do and stuff like that. I, I use a lot of stuff that, and that's not vocabulary and stuff like that. And I don't pronounce them because of the stroke. And I was trying to blame it or play the blame right on the stroke. But God told me one day, who was it that made you your mouth? Just like he did with Moses. Who made your mouth? 
You know, who it is that they give you the ability to speak and everything. You know, so, you know, we look at it sometimes. God looked at us like, look, I'm the one that gives you the ability to speak to the point where that I can make you sound like you went to 10 colleges and you went to them. But I spoke through you because you was willing. I spoke through you because you were willing. I spoke through you because you were willing. Amen. He said, um, and when it says God, well, I'm mixing up. Your gift has nothing to do with your talent or what you have been trained to do. It strictly operate under the function of the Holy Spirit by allowing God to use you. That's what we want to do. We want to let God use you from the pulpit to the door. I don't care what who you are. You don't care what your title is. Uh, I don't care how long you've been in church. Uh, I don't care how, how a short time of time you've been in church. You want God to use you in everything. You want him to use you and use you mightily. Okay? It says everyone should study and learn much about their gift, but keep in mind that the Holy Spirit deals with us different from each other. The Holy Spirit deals with us different. The gift that he he gives, um, 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 pastor, I mean, here is a pastor, Reverend Gwen for intercession and pray. That's a prayer woman. He, I, I, he gave me, he have, may have given me the same gift, but I can't pray like she does. I can only pray the way that God has given it to me. You know, I can't, I can't step in her shoes and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I haven't lived her life. I haven't been through what she's gone through, but neither has she been through what I've gone through and what I'm uh, facing in the thing. But that's the gift, y'all. That's the gift. It says, it's, it wants to study and learn much about their gift, but keeping in mind that the Holy Spirit deals with us differently from each other. In other words, it is not, it, it, it is not and should not be a cookie-cutter Operation of the gifts of the spirit. An example would be teaching. And see, we here we give an example, you know, and everything of teaching. You know, I can't teach the same way uh, uh, Reverend Robin White can or Nate Newman when it comes to spirit. Can't teach it the same way. Totally different style. You know, I can't teach. I can't teach or preach like I can't preach like my brother. Wouldn't even try. You know, wouldn't even try. Try it, Reverend. I can't. Just can't. Can't do it. It ain't meant me to do, okay? Amen. This example will be teaching. As the, as the need of the church changes, spiritual maturity takes place, and the will of the Holy Spirit comes into play. Your gift may or may not change from the original assessed it, from the original, when it was originally assessed. It may or may not change. One of the gifts to me that stay has stayed current on is our exhortation. It stayed current. It has not changed. But other gifts they have, because I, I didn't have teaching at one time. You know, I've always been prophetic in nature, but I never really want to receive that. That's one of the gifts I want to like, okay, you can't take that back. <laughs> but it, didn't work. it doesn't work that way. You know, you know but um, it's a spirit that, it takes place in the will of the Holy Spirit. Come, it comes into play. Your gift may or may not change when your original sense. It may not change. You know, your the gift that you have, especially if it's one of those five-fold ministry gifts, may lead you or guide you to the next place, which is the office of that office of that, 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 that thing. You know, the office of a prophet, the office of a pastor, or the office of an apostle, the office of an evangelist, or the office of a teacher. It may lead you, take you to a different place. It may. It may. 
You know, a lot of times when we see those gifts early, there's God is grooming us for something later on down the line. It may not happen. It may happen. Now, everybody's called to be a pastor. You know, no more than everybody's called any other the fivefold ministries. Okay, it says, it says, uh, oh, it may not change. Okay, do you know that God has handpicked a spiritual gift just for you? God has handpicked. A spiritual gift just for you. As we begin to continue to study the spiritual gifts, we will get a clear understanding of God's gifts. Uh, some of the scriptures that we're going to use in these lessons are coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10, uh, 28 to 29, uh, Romans 12, 6 to 8, and Ephesians 4, 11. Okay? Ephesians 4, 11. I'm running out of time. Okay, we're going to stop right there, and um, uh, we're going to tell you again next week. And I said, what should we expect, and why would I receive a spiritual gifts? Some people don't know whether they want a spiritual gift or not. Some people feel like they're not, they're not worthy to receive it, but they are, you know, because God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. God wants you. God has some things that he needs you to do and stuff like that. No matter even where the state of mind that you are now, you might not feel that you are holy and thou and can walk on water and stuff like that. Because it's not even about your feeling, but it is about the Holy Spirit operating in your life. He's the one, the only one that can deliver us and save us and change our mindset to things that are like him, to think like him. He's the only one, you know. He's the only one that whatever's in heaven would match the pattern of you that's in the earth. He's the only one. He knows the pattern that he has designed just for you. All we got to do is just walk in it and be obedient and let, let the, the, the sacrifice or the, the, um, the sanctification take place in, in us. I don't care what it is. You may be uh, been spoken for years and not been able to give it up, but if you let God do it, He'll take the, the taste of cigarette from you. The the, the, the world is filled. The, the the scriptures, not the scripture, but the, the body of Christ is filled with people that smoke for years, and all of a sudden God just took it, snatched it from from the drinking. God just took it away. Never did it. Took, went back and did it again. Didn't have any need. The taste was gone out of their mouth. But not only going out of their mouth, the taste was gone out of their mind. Because that's what has to take place first. You know, and deliverance takes place in the mind. Deliverance takes place in the mind and then within the soul and stuff like that. You get that. Your person can, can reach out to those things. All kinds of things can take place in your life. But you know, never that we never thought possible. Because that's the type of God that we serve. That's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. I'm not going to be able to finish this again today. Okay. But it's important that you understand what your gifts are. It's important you stop sitting on the sideline trying to figure out this and trying to figure that. And look, the worst thing you can do is go and, and do a ministry that God ain't called you to do. You're walking totally opposite of the plan of God and everything. Do Be involved in the ministry that you don't have any passion because, well, you know, and I know that there are needs. And that's, a, that's why the, Jesus said that the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are, there are very few people that are, are actually operating in the church the way it's supposed to be. Many are coming, you know, just to hear what choir is saying, uh, hear the pastor preach, or uh, hear coming because mom said I have to go, or wife's uh, uh, husband said I have to be here. And really, the whole time you're sitting there, you're thinking about something else. 
You're not even thinking about God. You're not even thinking of giving God. You just want to know, okay, when is this guy going to finish up so I can watch the, the Redskins play? And y'all, for those that don't know, I am not a Redskins fan, so that's why I said it. You know, but when is that? When is that? When is that going to take place? You know, we have so much to be thankful of. Use the gift that God has. Don't be afraid of the gift that's in you, but be bold. Now, you know, not the boldness of your flesh, but the boldness of the Holy Spirit, because that's the purpose. Amen. 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 Y'all keep keep the brother in prayer. But anyway, um, thank you for listening. Amen. This has been When Christmas Beat Talk Radio, the Bread of Life segment. I'm your host, Reverend Ray. Spiritual Gifts 102. I encourage you to go back to listen to part one, one-on-one. Amen. Listen to it and stuff. We're going to probably stay on this for a while. Amen. Don't forget on tomorrow. Amen. I'm excited about um, Apostle Shirley having a guest. Um, Pastor William J. Bass would be with us. Amen. On um, um, Lifeline. Amen. So with that being said, y'all, let's go ahead and pray out. Father, we thank you for this word, for the encouragement, for the building up, for the um, the, the excitement, for the, all those things that the body of Christ needed. God, even for me, Father, we pray, God, that we would turn more to you and less to ourselves. Lord Jesus, we depend on you more and more. We want to begin to look and sound and walk like you, Jesus, and the only way that's where, that's that, that's are possible if that we yield ourselves to you. We want to yield ourselves to your Holy Spirit and say, come with all your might and your glory and you have your way. We pray for those that are going through trials and tribulation and going through hurt. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will heal them in the name of Jesus. We pray for those, God, that are thinking about or thought about suicide. God, that are going through that, Lord Jesus, about to do something to the last right now. We pray right now, Jesus, that you will send a ministering angel to teach them, to show them a more excellent way and to do themselves no harm. We pray today, God, that you would do it for your name's sake, God, that you you would get all the glory, but you would make them um, living epistles to be read among men and women, that there's men and women that's in this world should see the glory of you, God, because see, what a mighty God to you, they will see the love that you have, Jesus. They just see that the price that we're paid, that you paid for on the cross. Come, Holy Spirit, come with all your might. We submit to you. We submit this broadcast to you and say, Lord Jesus, you bless us in our coming in and our going out. You allow us to stay focused Focus on the things of you that you might get all the glory. You allow us, Lord Jesus, to see more of you, God, and see less of ourselves. You, Lord Jesus, don't allow us to listen to the haters and those that would do our harm, but stay focused on you and believe in you and trust you, and God, and get to a point for that we say in our spirit that for God I live and for God I die. We pray today, God, that you would do it again for your name's sake, that you get all the glory. Come, Holy spirit today and begin to touch these elements from the north and from the south and from the east and from the west wherever the cities and the country they might dwell god whatever the help and the aid that are needed we pray that you will send lord jesus we continue to pray for the peace of jerusalem we pray for israel god for what you said just to do that we lift them up to you right now in the name of christ jesus amen and amen and amen y'all be blessed know that i love you Amen. This is Reverend Ray, and we are signing out. God bless you. I love you much. Amen.